Good morning, Boker Tov, and welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, our weekly gathering to review the Mesil Sasharim, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato's timeless and powerful messages for today and for all times, an inspiration to follow the formula of Rapinchas Ben Yair towards bettering ourselves, towards being the best version of ourselves. It begins with Zahirus, with caution, a life of mindfulness and consciousness. It moves to Zrizus, a life of alacrity and a life of zeal. It then continued with Nikias, how to purge from ourselves those negative qualities and negative behaviors. It then moved to a life of precious, how to live a life of discipline, a life of dignity. And that brings us up to Tahara, how to be aspiring for a life of purity. Today's day of learning at BRS is sponsored by the Kras Moskowitz and Dachia family for a full Shlema for Alex Kras, for full Aaron Akoin, Ben Rivka, should have a speedy painless and a full recovery. 10 Minutes of Meaning, our series is sponsored by Chani Eleni Grunstein, in memory of her beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. A tremendous thank you to our sponsors for today. We are in Perik Tezayin, chapter 16, in the Ramchal, and he has been describing for us what it means to live for holiness, not for happiness. What it means, the virtue of purity. What it means to purge and to cleanse our heart, not to live contaminated, and not to live a, a life in which we are being brought down. The animal instinct and impulse in us allowed to reign supreme and sovereign, but instead to be in control of ourselves. Don't think that we can only control our deeds, our actions, our lifestyle, and our behavior, but our thought and our mind is out of our control, that our emotions are in our feelings, they just come to us and there's nothing we can do about it. Don't think that for a moment, it's a terrible mistake. One needs to know, we're able to direct our intent, our mindfulness, our concentration, our focus, that those thoughts can knock on the door of our mind. But we, and we alone choose who to allow in, who to take up space, who to be able to dwell there, on what, to, on what thoughts to be able to, to uh, lose ourselves. We need to know that distancing ourselves from that which will contaminate and that which will be negative and that which will bring us back is also pure, possible, the purity of thought to influence deeds that are oriented towards Hashem. There are different categories of having ulterior motives. There are different categories of doing things for the wrong reason. Sometimes we start and we do something for the wrong reason because of peer pressure or to keep up or for our reputation. We do it for the wrong reason, but once we start, we discover that in fact it's meaningful and it's beautiful and it's elevating, it's enriching, and then we want to continue. Harami kulamu, but what is the lowest level of doing something for the wrong reason? The lowest form of doing something, even doing something right, but for the wrong reason, is doing it for honor, or is doing it for money, is doing it in a way that you're not really doing it, you're simply going through the motions, you're living it superficially, you're trying to impress, and frankly, you're trying to fool others. Our rabbis had very negative, very disparaging things to say about a person, who is in fact so corrupt, so distorted, that they're trying to trick and fool others to believe that they're righteous. So they live, go through the motions externally. But not only are they doing it for the wrong reasons, 
the lowest level of the wrong reason is that they're not even present. They don't even believe. They're simply faking. They're a fraud in order to be able to get honor, in order to be able to earn more money, in order to get recognition. But there's another level of the wrong reason. And that is, you say, you know what? When I'm davening, I'm really davening. I'm learning, I'm really learning. I'm volunteering, I'm doing chesed and kindness. I'm really doing it. But I'm doing it because I want the reward. In this world, I want the reward in the next reward in the next world. I'm not doing it because God is the king, and when he says jump, I say how high. I'm not doing it because it's an order of the Melech of the king. I'm not doing it just because God said it's the right thing. I have an ulterior motive, and my ulterior motive is a more rewarding and rich life in this world and in the next. That also is an ulterior motive. That also is an impure reason. But it's a much better one than money or honor. Li'olam, that's what our rabbis say. Better to do the right thing for the wrong reason, because you may come to learn to do it for the right reason. You may come to do it for the intrinsic, inherent, beautiful reason. But as long as we're still doing it for the wrong reason, we have not yet reached the highest level of doing it. And so there are different levels of, of wrong reason. There's the wrong reason, which is self-motivated, narcissistic, egotistical, honor, money, recognition, friends, followers, but you're a fraud. In the end of the day, you're not even present. You're not even really doing it. In the end of the day, you're a faker. You're a fraud. And then there's doing the right thing for the wrong reason. You're not a fraud. You're doing, you're invested in it and you're actually doing it. You're doing it because you want the reward of the Almighty. You want the reward of this world. And that's still not yet the, the real reason. However, what requires even more serious evaluation requires us to think about and apply ourselves. Sometimes you're not in the mood and you do it anyway and you say to yourself, why? What's motivating? What's driving me? No one knows about it. It won't bring honor. It won't bring money. It won't bring recognition. But you know what? I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe that this world is not a coincidence and I believe that I am here for a reason in it. And if I have the gift of waking up this morning and the gift of seeing and hearing and walking and the gift of a roof over my head and food to eat, then I owe the one who has gifted me that I am here for a reason, a mission, a charge. And therefore, I'm doing this mitzvah, even though I don't really feel invested in it, even though I don't necessarily understand it. But if it's what God asks of me, then I am ready to do it for that reason. Because the omnipotent, infinite God who is so gracious and good to me then this is what I do, not for him, because everything he asks us to do ultimately is also for us, whether we understand it or not. So that's our, that's our ambition, our aspiration, is that our attitude towards doing mitzvos is not because of how it advances ourself. On the lowest level, advancing ourselves with money or honor, on a little bit of a higher level, advancing ourselves, that we believe it will bring with us a reward or a rewarding life in this world or the next, but doing it because it's kach gazar avinu This is what our Father in heaven has asked of us. This is his ask of us. He does not refrain from adding some other motive. So sometimes we're doing it for the absolute right reason. We're doing it because when God says jump, we say how high. We're doing it because he's the king, he's omnipotent, he's good, he's gracious. And this is what we can do and must do and should do in return, not for him, but for us. So even then, we still don't mind if people notice. We still don't mind if it's a little recognition. We still don't mind if it's a little rewarding. So that's not yet at the highest level. Now again, these are all wonderful levels. Better to be doing it than not doing it. As Jack writes, fake it till you make it. Better to do it even if you don't feel it. Shalolashma balashma. Fake it 
till you make it. But there's different levels and different motivations of faking it. And there's different levels of, of faking it. You could fake it means you're doing the right thing and you want to do it the right reason. You're not there yet. You're driven by other motives, but you're invested and you're fully present in it. And then there's fake it where you're not invested. You don't believe it. You're going through the motions and you're acting. You're actually faking it. You're trying to mislead others about who you are and the life that you're leading. Sometimes a person has no intention of attracting praise or honor. But nevertheless, once it comes, you get a certain geschmack. There's a certain joy. When you get that feedback, you get that email, you heard there was a conversation that was praising you. There is a certain joy that comes. The tells us the story of the daughter of the great rabbi, Rav Hanina ben Tradion. Shaisa posas psiosiafos who had a graceful way of walking, and she once overheard, she overheard people saying, how nice is the walking or the strides? Look at the graceful gait of this young lady. So what did she do? She was even more mindful. She was even more careful in how she walked because it attracted the attention, the praise, the compliments. So what caused her to be more mindful, more present, to pay more attention, and to do it better? The fact that she overheard people noticing it and praising it. Now, is there anything really wrong with that? Halavai, that's the level we get to, that that's the worst thing that we do. However, when you get to that level, that there's any ulterior motive, that there's any other variable, that there's any other drive or reason for doing it, you've, you've taken away the purity of the act. So again, this is a very high level. And we're not suggesting that if you're doing the right things, even if right now for not entirely the right reasons, you should stop doing them, or that you're a fraud, or that there's any criticism we should level against you. God forbid. God forbid. All the Ramchal is painting for us, and there's a reason this is chapter 16. This is not the opening chapter. We have already hopefully made strides pun intended, in the other qualities of mindfulness and of zeal and of purging the negative uh, impulses and of discipline. And on top and beyond all that, the next step and the next level, this isn't how we begin, is to try to purify. You know, if you take metal and you put it in the fire, you're trying to burn out the impurities of the metal. That's what we're trying to do. In this chapter, the Ramchal is painting a picture for us, a picture of a possibility. And there are people, there are people, even in this world and even at this time, who are capable of living at this level, who live lives where they are burning out, they are eliminating the impurities within their motive. They're constantly evaluating and reevaluating. Why am I doing this? What's driving me to do this? Are my motives pure? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Now again, it starts with doing it. Get up off the couch and do it. Better to do it than not do it. However, we should understand the different levels of those drives. What are those impurities? The worst impurity that motivates or the worst impurity that drives? Money and honor. Above that is the reward we're going to get for doing it. Above that is having any ulterior motive mixed in, like hearing someone praise us for what we're doing and that drives us to do it a little bit better. The highest level, the tahara that we're striving for, that, that we're understanding is a possibility at least, is to do something where no impurities, nothing is mixed in, it is entirely and purely pure. And we'll pick up with this, please God, next time. 8.45, we continue with Living with Amuna. Join us for a bolt and jolt and burst of Amuna of faith in your life. 8.45, right back here on the YouTube channel. Subscribe so you can be notified in real time every time we go live and participate in our learning. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.